0: Another cocktail party pronouncement goes something like this. In Europe, you can't turn left without running into another country. People there have to speak more than one language. But here in America, well,
1: it's just too big. Where would I even use another language if I could speak one? I've got that question a lot when I've mentioned to people that I'm learning another language. True, the United States may be big geographically, but we measure just a bit more than 6% of the world's land mass. When it comes to people, we're smaller yet, with just 4.3% of the world's population. What does this mean for America's role in the world? What does it mean for American bilinguals? Welcome to episode 53 of our podcast. I'm Steve Levine, the founder of America the Bilingual and the author of the book, America's Bilingual Century. The voice you heard at the start of the episode belongs to Sean Pratt. He is an award-winning narrator of audiobooks and he's about to read another chapter from America's Bilingual Century. In this chapter, I explore another of the doubtful dozen, one of the 12 stubborn myths that have cropped up over the years as to why Americans don't learn another language other than their first. This myth maintains that we're just too big a country to have to bother. But this myth, like all the others, is losing its muscle as more Americans start to exercise their rights and desires to be bilingual. Here's Sean to relay the change that's taking place. Chapter
0: 37. Myth number five. America's so big, where would I ever use it? Another cocktail party pronouncement goes something like this. In Europe, you can't turn left without running into another country. People there have to speak more than one language. But here in America, well, it's just too big. Where would I even use another language if I could speak one? This is another of those half-truths. Yes, America is big. Only three countries are bigger. Russia, Canada, and China. But, compared with the world, America amounts to just above 6% of the planet's land mass. When it comes to number of people, we're smaller yet. Our 2020 population of 331 million represents just 4.3% of the planet's population, and it's declining. The world population growth rate exceeds the American growth rate. Of course, as small as America is compared with the rest of the world, it's still effectively enormous. None of us can see all of our beautiful country or meet more than a few thousand of our fellow Americans. And it's quite possible to live our entire lives without ever leaving the country. Have you been waiting for the but? Here it is. But America's disconnection from the rest of the world isn't what it was a century ago, or even 25 years ago. Today, it's far easier to travel outside of America, both virtually and for real, and more Americans than ever are doing both. All the methods for digital language immersion we've talked about are also, of course, ways to use your adopted language in America for work, for pleasure, and for daily living. If French is your adopted language, you can set your phone, your computer, your dashboard, and your ATM transactions to French, while never leaving Little Rock. After work, you can swing by a French-language meetup before returning home to view the next episode of a Netflix series that has been localized for the French. And the cost of this virtual immersion? Zero. Let's say you've adopted French, not only because you love the language, but also because you know it can help you at work. The company you work for in Little Rock sells medical equipment and has been expanding its business internationally. You've just been promoted to being responsible for the MENA region, an acronym for Middle East and North Africa, and have been asked to focus first on North Africa. You travel to Casablanca in Morocco, where your French is a requirement for doing business. Not only do you have success in opening up Morocco, but your Moroccan friends now help your firm expand into Western Sahara, Cameroon, Niger, and Mali. Back in Little Rock, your company president is so pleased with your work that you earn a bonus which you use to take your family for a vacation week in Montreal. The trip is especially important for your kids, since they attend a French-English dual-language school and will now be able to meet some French-speaking children their own age in Montreal. One of the advantages of America's large scale is the number of speakers we have of the world's most plentiful languages. If your adopted language is Mandarin, for example, you should have little trouble finding a Mandarin speaking private tutor, since we have millions of Americans who are native speakers. But if you'd also like an online tutor, you now have thousands of potential tutors as close as your tablet. The virtual landscape available to Americans today is vastly larger than it was even 15 years ago. As recently as 2005, fewer than 17% of the world had access to the internet. By 2019, That figure had surpassed the 50% mark, or more than 4.1 billion people. In the developed nations, such as Taiwan, virtually everyone has broadband internet today. Worldwide, even if people don't have internet access at home, almost everyone lives within reach of a mobile cell signal. What this means is that the isolation Americans have felt in the past is no longer there in reality. We can get to know our neighbors in Taiwan. And Morocco as easily as our actual next door neighbors, and often we will spend more time communicating with them via text and video chats than we do with the neighbors we wave to on our own street. It's true that actual face to face meetings are the staff of life. Friendships that begin in virtual space can be transformed by getting together in person. Right here in the U.S., there are also plenty of language communities where Americans can use their adopted language including the Chinatowns, Little Italys, Greek towns, and other ethnic communities in many urban areas. Miami and San Antonio are just two of the many American cities with a significant population of people who speak their native language, in this case, Spanish. As for going overseas in 1998, Americans took about 39 million trips to other countries. 20 years later, That tally had tripled to 93 million trips. While there are dips in travel in the wake of a crisis, including a pandemic, travel has always rebounded after a few years and then gone on to surpass the pre crisis levels. As recently as the 1980s, when Americans at a cocktail party asked, Where would I even use another language? they had a point. Today, the answer to that question is anywhere and everywhere. This is the happy reality of American life in the 21st century.
1: When it comes to bilingualism, there are lots more happy realities of American life in the 21st century. And these are what I explore throughout the book. If you'd like to learn more about America's Bilingual Century, head to the book page on americathebilingual.com. We always enjoy hearing from our listeners in any language, so feel free to comment on any story on our site or visit us on Facebook. Many thanks to the America the Bilingual Project team, including Caroline Dowdy, our audio and digital book maven, Fernando Hernandez and his production house, Esto No es Radio, who provides sound design and mixing, Mim Harrison, our editorial and brand director, Carlos Plaza, our creative director, and Carla Hernandez at Daruma Tech, who manages our website, americathebilingual.com. I invite you to follow America the Bilingual on Facebook, along with the Lead with Languages campaign run by our friends at Actful, the American Council on the Teaching of Foreign Languages. Thanks for listening. For America the Bilingual, this is Steve Levine.